0: Washington Football Team Declassified is presented by Grafted App, a soon-to-launch app connecting consumers to Christian-owned businesses. You can visit them at graftedapp.com for more information or to apply for your listing. Today is a very special day. We have a guest in the building. His name is Adam. Adam, tell the people what you do and where they can find you.
2: Again, thanks for having me on, gentlemen. Um, Again, my name is Adam Anima. I'm the creator of the Burgundy and Gold Report. Uh, We started about four years ago just like, you know, blogs, something small. Um, but over the last probably about six, seven months, uh, we actually started dot .com at uh, the burgundyandgoldreport.com. Uh, originally, I'm a fan and I'm a writer. I've always been, you know, into creative writing, sports writing, and about uh, two and a half, almost three years ago, I decided to take it to the next level. If I was going to write about the team, I wanted to actually, you know, know what I was talking about. So, you know, I got with some great guys in a program, the scouting academy with Dan Hatman, Lewis Riddick, uh, Scott Pioli, some really great guys. I did a couple semesters over there, really learned a lot. You know, I'll admit, you know, so much more to go. It's a great program, but you know, the whole idea of scouting and relating it to Washington. Is something that we've really brought together over the last five months. Um, this past season, we came out with a whole series of rookie draft cards. Uh, we did 20 uh, prospects. Uh, actually, yeah, we came up with 20 prospects coming up to the draft. Uh, my specialty has always been small school. We kind of branched out this year. Uh, we had actually um, Patterson made the team, so we we're happy to, you know, the one of our guys actually hit. But, yeah, we've been doing this now. Uh, just hit four years, so this will be our fourth draft uh, that we just had in yeah, just making the rounds, you know, different shows. Um, I'm actually part of a football garbage sign podcast, which is a fantasy podcast, and also sidelines Washington. Uh, we actually just had Rio Robinson, who was uh, elected one of the fan ambassadors for Washington. So uh, a lot of cool stuff going on, even though it's the offseason.
0: Absolutely. And make sure you check out Adam's work. It is a plus level stuff. YouTube, like you said, check out their site. It's everywhere. And it deserves to be because it's high quality stuff. Um, Eric is in the building as usual. You want to say what's up to the people, Eric?
1: What's up to the people? And uh what's up to Adam? And uh speaking of fan ambassadors, I think we have one in our midst as well. Yeah, that's Look me. At I... this dude.
2: Okay, congrats, man. I'm just here. Wow, awesome, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah,
0: we're gonna see what we're gonna do, man. Very excited about that. You know, I grew up a fan of the team, so to be able to participate in any way is absolutely amazing. I do want to thank all of our listeners, you guys. Crushed that episode on Dami Brown last week, man. You guys have been running the numbers up on that. It is great to see our subscribers are through the roof. Everything is just going very well. We appreciate everybody who supports this podcast. If you're not already, take a moment to subscribe. Get locked in because we got more great guests like Adam and others coming up. So, you know, as always, we're here for you and we want to keep the conversation going. This particular week, we're going to talk about Ron Rivera. The head coach of the Washington football team. I'm going to throw it to Eric to give us some information on uh, Ron Rivera, and then we're going to dive right in.
1: All right. Ron, Ronald Eugene Rivera, I just learned, uh, has been a head coach in the NFL for uh, this will be in year 10, I believe, since 2011 uh, with Carolina. Overall record 83, 72, and one, including seven and nine last year with the Washington football team. Uh, prior to being a um, head coach. He was a defensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears, leading them to the 2006 Super Bowl uh, on a team quarterback by Rex Grossman. So, you know, the defense put in the work and uh, also with the San Diego Chargers with a uh, with a stint at linebackers coach, I believe, for the Chargers as well in the middle there. Um, You went from coordinating a Super Bowl defense to being a linebackers coach for some reason. I have no idea why, Um, but we are very lucky to have him here in Washington, D.C., um, I don't want to tip my hand early because we're going to be talking about our overall opinion of the Ronster. Um, But he is our head coach and I could not be giddier. All right.
0: And Adam, tell me how you felt when they announced the hire of Ron Rivera initially. Um, you know,
2: <clears throat> I was a guy that was really hoping they might go in a direction like the enemy. He was a guy that I really thought... You know, a lot of people were questioning if he was so good, you know, why doesn't he have a job by now? But I just looked what he did with Andy Reid and what he's done. And I thought he really fit maybe what we could do with McLaurin and some of the talent. But when they went with Ron Rivera within literally the first couple hours, I understood completely why they did it. They're not just looking for a coach. They're looking for a total cleaner upper. Uh, That's what he is. I did not know if he would be up to the task and deal with cancer. So, you know, kudos to the guy to able to, to able to do so much in his first year. What I'm waiting to see right now, a lot of bold roster moves. You know, the Trent Williams, we saw that happen. Dunbar, Morgan Moses, you know, he's really building, you know, his plan. And now the whole revamp of the scouting department, um, the Kyle Smith, that was a guy that I was hoping to see as one of our GMs or presidents. I was really surprised. But after I really dug into that, I found out, you know, their visions were you know, a little different. I think Rivera wants to be, you know, I I call him the architect of this team. So I think it's going to be regardless of what the record is they share. If they, you know, I think the, 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 the worst they can do is eight wins. I think they're as good as 10, 11 wins if everything falls into place, but it's, it's the roster, a building right now. And, you know, the whole culture change. So to me, we're on the right track, but it's going to be another good two, two, two years to see, you know, where we're at. But I, Thankfully, I think Snyder understands at this point that it's going to take that long to get the playoffs to get the division. The first year that bought him three years at least, so I, I think he'll be around at least longer than Jay Gruden. So we're on the right track. But the and Ron, we trust. I take that with a grain of salt because I got to see a lot more than you know what we saw last year.
1: For sure, for sure. Eric, give me your initial impressions of the hire. Well, the high, I love the hire initially. And what's actually funny is that I was talking to some. I was talking to some uh, some blogger types the week that Washington played Carolina and it was the game that inevitably or inevitably got him fired or eventually got Rivera fired and leading up to that game, uh, knowing that we were going to be in a head coach search. And I, I made a, you know, kind of a casual remark. is like, I would go right after this dude, Ron Rivera, if he gets to let go. Um, if he's a free agent next year, like I would go after him hard. He he would, he would have been my first choice. And I said that before he even got fired in Carolina. I was, I was all in on Ron. Um, he's my guy. Um, yeah, I've been I've been a Rivera fan. I mean, honestly, since he was back in Chicago, I was like stumping for him to get head coaching jobs in like 2007. I kind of wanted Washington to interview him when they went the Jim Zorn route, and I would have been right. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I was excited about the hire. Uh, I know you know the kind of character that he has, um, and he also with you know a Super Bowl appearance and a, a Super Bowl appearance as a defensive coordinator and a head coach, he he may have had the clout to kind of stand up to Daniel Snyder, and I think we've seen that since he took over. He absolutely uh, has kind of you know, he, he, he has full control of the team and Daniel Snyder has, has totally stepped back, uh, which kudos to Snyder. If, you know, we'll see if he can keep it up because I think this is kind of what he did uh, in 2001 with uh, Marty Schottenheimer, where he just gave him the keys to the kingdom. um, But he wasn't ready to just keep his hands off the team at that point. He couldn't deal with Schottenheimer. And I think Rivera's probably got a little bit uh, a little bit nicer way of delivering uh, bad news and, or, you know, leave me alone stuff than, than Marty did probably. So the personality mesh, Uh, I don't know of anyone in NFL circles who has a bad word to say about Ron Rivera. Um, So yeah, I'm absolutely, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but yeah, absolutely. uh, I was all in on the hire from day one.
0: I I had a lot of reservations being perfectly honest with you about the Rivera hire. I thought that there were other candidates that made more sense for what we were trying to do. Uh, We had the rookie or the second year quarterback, at least when he got hired when Dwayne Haskins, right. I wanted somebody that was going to be able to develop him more um, so I didn't understand the higher. It took me a while, and I'll say that. Like I was talking to uh, some other folks too in the comparison we came up with was uh the guy from Tennessee all those years. Um, what's his name? Jeff Jeff something. Fisher. Jeff Fisher, because the record was similar, right? Like, you know, th- there weren't an overwhelming amount of wins on Ron Rivera's record compared to losses, right? He was close to a five hundred level coach. Um, he had a premier quarterback. And, and Cam Newton, say what you will, but Cam Newton really put that Panthers team on his back for a while. And I didn't understand why there weren't more wins out of that situation. Um, but I started to get it when all the news came out last year around July, right? Late July with the front office issues and stuff like that. And it was like, well, in past years, this would have eaten our franchise alive, right? The moment that that Washington Post story broke, it would have ruined our year flat out, right? So I started to understand then. Um, there were moments last year when I was like, okay, I don't really love what he's doing. And specifically with the Haskins stuff, I know I might be in the minority. I just wanted to see a different opportunity for him. But late in the year, it became undeniable as he started migrating towards the playoff push. Right. Um, and then you really started to see the players were buying it. And for me as a fan, if the players are all the way in, I have no choice. Right. But to be in on Rod Rivera. So right now, I'm flying high with Rod Rivera, and I'm excited about where we're going. Um, Adam, last year, were there any moments that you really felt like you were questioning what Rod Rivera was doing? Um, hmm. I, I think, <clears throat> just to
2: pinpoint one moment, there was definitely some clock management issues. But, you know, that's been a thing in Washington for, for forever now um the quarterback situation and you know you, you, you can't get away from that because you know and I'll piggyback what you said about Dwayne Haskins you know I'm on the fence fences that as well you know did we see enough you know did we put him in the best you know situation to succeed because we always hear about you know in this day and age you have to try to tailor more to your 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 quarterback's game especially if you can make my first round franchise guys so I would say it would have to be the quarterback situation and then the Alex Smith situation and you know the way it ended We can say what we want about how, you know, Alex Smith was a great story or thing like that, but it spoke volumes of Rivera probably gave him more opportunities that he needed to and he walked away thinking he deserved more so I think it showed Rivera's soft side but I think each of these experiences add up and I think it changes him and makes him a better coach, but it all comes down to talent and the difference of Ron Rivera and like you say Carolina is a great situation. As crazy as to say, this defense is way better than he's probably ever had, young and talent-wise. But on the other side, this offense still looking for that quarterback. But the offense right now, what they're building, is also something I don't think he's had. So I think that there's a lot of things to be optimistic, and you know, sky's the limit right now. It's just gonna it's gonna take patience and time. But I think the difference, you know, you mentioned about Marty Schottenheimer, it's a gr- it's a, it's a good comp that I heard. Um, but Joe Gibbs actually had an opportunity to talk to Rivera. And I think that that's probably something that Marty didn't have. And if Marty maybe got that little advice about being a little softer, maybe making him think he's involved, maybe that would have went a little better that to me, that's one of the most disappointing things, the Snyder area era. But for right now, I think, you know, all systems go, it's going in the right direction, but yeah, there's, they still are a ways away from where they need to be.
0: Eric. Adam mentioned the quarterback situation, how Ron's pursuing that in terms of building the rest of the team first and then dropping the quarterback into that. Are you in agreement with that strategy?
1: Um, I think he's his hand's kind of been forced because they weren't able to land a quarterback this offseason. Um, first of all, with okay. Haskins, Haskins, I was all in on Haskins going into last year. Um, he showed very, very clearly early in the season that he wasn't prepared to play. And that was really disappointing. And then when he came back, you could tell the team didn't want him in there. Um, it was pretty evident. And, and some of the stuff that even Jay Gruden had said prior, you know, since being fired, he was like kind of like, look, I would have left him in there had he, like, put the work in. But everybody could see that he wasn't putting the work in. So, I, you know, that's why he wasn't ready to go with Haskins. And Bill Callahan obviously had no problem doing it. Um, so Haskins, I think, I mean, he did himself in. So he, he kind of forced Rivera's hand. Now, re, um, Ellie and I have on many occasions discussed his – weird love with you know kyle allen um and <laughs> i you know he likes kyle Allen. guys have their guys and they they like their guys and i can't i'm not gonna you know do some he knows more about football he forgot more about football than before breakfast than i'll ever know in my life so <laughs> if he likes kyle allen whatever he likes kyle allen i don't see it and a lot of people i talk to you know also haven't seen it um but you know you know, he, he rolled with Kyle Allen. The team seemed to respond. They, they kind of, you know, the short time that Allen was in there, the team, you know, kind of rallied around him a little bit. Uh, the results weren't really there. Going for two against the Giants with Allen as your quarterback to win the game, I wasn't a big fan of um, just because um, it's Kyle Allen is your quarterback. But, you know, Rivera loves him, so whatever. Yeah, it's, you know, I don't know if you've noticed how I feel about Kyle Allen here, um, but, you know, um it, you know, it is what it is. He managed him. I think I, I was very happy with Alex Smith last year. I, I and you know, I got I, I got roasted on this uh, on a group uh, NFC East group. Uh, Ellie knows, saying Alex Smith was like the, the perfect quarterback for the NFC East or whatever the whatever the argument was because. You know, he, he just did his job. He moved the chains. He didn't put him in bad positions. You know, he wasn't going to blow anything up. He wasn't going to, you, know, you know, go for 350 and four touchdowns. That wasn't his game. But he did, he did his job correctly. And going to him was the right call. Um, you know, his injury kind of forced Heineke in. I think he kind of got lucky with Heineke the way he played and kind of caught Tampa off guard with the way that he played. So, but as far as building the team now in, in this offseason, I think uh, it's come out that he, they, went, they went hard at Matthew Stafford. Um, they, uh, Detroit got a better offer. From uh, from the Rams, um, I think they went after Jared Goff. We ended up being you know involved in that deal with uh, Stafford, uh, so they did pursue a- 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 the quarterback angle to try to build around. But when it- when it became obvious that you know they weren't going to get that quarterback to build around, they went the other route and built a team. And I think they built a very solid team. So whoever comes into play quarterback, uh has a lot to work with. So you know, if Fitzpatrick can get that done, great. If Heineke can get that done, great. If Allen can get that done, whatever. Or if they have to go get somebody next year, whoever they get is going to be ready, is going to is going to be have no excuses for failing because this team is built to win with a good quarterback. So if they can get decent quarterback play out of any of the guys on their roster, um I think they're doing it the right way. But I don't think that was the original plan. I really thought that they were going to pursue a quarterback and it seems like they did. Uh, so yeah, they, they, you know, they made chicken salad, so to speak.
0: And Adam, he mentioned uh, Kyle Allen, the first free agency class slash, you know, trade class from last year. How'd you feel about that? I'm gonna give you some of the names that came in last mm-hmm. year with, uh, with Rivera, Wes Schweitzer, uh, Kendall Fuller uh, was a big time play with us. Logan Thomas, uh, Sean Davis. We know how that didn't work yeah. out last year after <laughs> got played over him. Um, Kyle Allen, of course. Uh, we, Thomas Davis, I mean, the famous training camp interaction between him and Haskins, holy smokes, uh, JD McKissick, uh, Peyton Barber, Cornelius Lucas, KPL, Richard Rogers, um, and Ronald Darby were the, the highlights of the free agency, um, slash offseason last year. Um, how'd you feel about those moves? Did you feel like they were effective and Ron did a good job with those? Oh,
2: for sure. You know, you talk about bargain basement moves in the past, we saw that being done, but last year. It wasn't bargain basement moves, although the the price tags were were bargains. All upside on all the guys you mentioned. You mentioned Davis. That was a little bit of a flyer. You know, they gave him more money than I expected, but it was still a flyer. I don't think they expected him to really snatch the job. Um, but man, Logan Thomas. It's one thing to bring him in and you know get him into the game, but to really put that prop him up as tight end one, man, that's vision. So I think that's why a lot of people um are really thinking the same thing might ha- be happening with the new kids so um we'll see how that goes you know he's n- e- e- either, he's never played a snap of football yet so you know it's questionable how that will go but man some of these moves I, I think it showed instant payoff but Logan with, without a doubt Logan Thomas was the most exciting out of them all
0: absolutely and then to contribute to that they uh they had the draft last year where we got Chase Young number one overall Antonio right. Gibson Sadiq Charles Gandy Golden Keith Ishmael, Kaliki Hudson, Cam Curl, and James Smith-William, uh, Eric's favorite player. Eric, were you on board now with the last year's draft class? I know you don't like to do the immediate reaction to the draft, but looking back on it, was that a strong draft from Rivera?
1: I mean, yeah, look at all the contributors they got. Obviously, Chase Young was a no-brainer. That's a slam dunk pick. Um, I mean, in hindsight, you can argue Herbert maybe, but you know, at the time, Chase Young was the guy, and that's the guy you take. Um, you got great value. Uh, basically all the way down the board. I mean, guys like Kaliki Hudson are contributing on special teams. Cam Curl, I mean, he blew up as a you know, nice. seventh rounder. Uh, Sadiq Charles obviously had some injury concerns, but they're still, they, they appear to like him still. He's been working with the starters in mini camp. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm... No complaints on the draft class. I think based on year one, I think they they really hit it out of the park. You know, some guys like Ishmael, maybe we don't we don't know a lot about it. You know, they may, may not stick around, but you're not going to hit on every draft pick. And, you know, they definitely hit on uh, quite a few picks last year. So I, I'm more than happy with what they got.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, we'll see about Gandy Golden. I think I still have some hope out for him. I know a lot of people have given up on him, but we'll see. And and Adam, this year with the draft, they went Jamin Davis, Samuel Cosby, Benjamin say just dynamic, Diamond Brown, John Bates, Derek Forrest, Cameron Cheeseman, uh, and a few others in the draft after the draft. Are you, are you feeling in a positive place about what Ron Rivera has done and his path forward without Kyle Smith?
2: Yeah, I think with you know, and you can see it, the, the SEC, the focus in the SEC ended after the first round with Jamin Davis, you know, they, they went in, you know, all kinds of, you know, this way, that way, but, I, I Davis right now and Diami Brown come into the draft. I, I wrote, put out an article right after they signed uh, Curtis Samuel and said, you know, although I, I love the move, look for him to be more of, you know, the, the move guy the, in backfield, just like, you know, a, 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 you know, Swiss army knife kind of uh, player on the offense. So look for them to really get a receiver. And Diami Brown was one of the guys I had to look for on day two, three. So <clears throat> the fact that Brown slipped so far, I think you put him in an offense that already has McLaurin, Samuel, they have Humphrey and they have, you know, again, Cam Sims, it's, it's been a slow progression for him, but he's, he, he's got a place on this team. So, you know, you put all that together, it's about pieces. Um, as far as the overall draft, I thought they would do more at tight end. Um, I was a little surprised with the the Bates pick, but after, you know, really reviewing his film, he's a a guy that can block or be a receiving threat. So, you know, like Rivera said, when they had Sprinkle on the field, other guys, it was a tell a lot of times what they were doing. So I think there's a lot of picks that were situational guys, maybe not, you know, the most glamorous picks, but in the end, I think, you know, we saw what happened with uh, Cam Crowley I think that they could have that same kind of success. Shaka Tony is a guy that I've I've been watching a ton of film on. And I think, you know, he's a guy that could be, you know, an out situational edge rusher, but he actually probably fits on the outside linebacker strong side role. So I'm really curious to see They're doing a lot of these guys are being moved around different positions. So that's the interesting thing that there's a lot of position versatility. We keep hearing this term, but I think that Ron Rivera is really hitting that home, especially with his draft.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, just to hop back in the time machine for five minutes or so, something we didn't really talk enough about was the assistance that Ron Rivera brought in the building. Right. Jack Del Rio was a huge get a former head coach, excellent defensive coordinator. I don't know if he has intentions to be a head coach again. The opportunities will certainly be there most likely, Um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball. Scott Turner was a big question mark for me, and he still is, to be perfectly honest with you. We've talked about that. Um, a number of times but I think just bringing in some of those names especially Del Rio to give the defense the clout that they need right a leader that they can all respect and look up to especially when you're bringing in talent of the level of Chase Young right to have a defensive coordinator that says uh I've been there I've done that Get, get with the program uh same thing with John Allen and a few of those other guys I think you know it's it's exciting to to know that, from an assistant perspective, we're well taken care of for the next few years as well. Um, just want to throw that in there. Eric, the, dra- uh, the free agency class this year William Jackson, Curtis Samuel, uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, Charles Leno, recently. Um, how do you feel about what they did in free agency this year? It's
1: a little different than what they did last season. Last season, they were looking for guys who were going to be not expensive and hadn't really produced, but looked like they were about to have breakout seasons. And they guessed right on on quite a few of them, like Logan Thomas and with uh, McKissick, um, guys like that. So uh, I think the approach this year was like immediate help. And I definitely got that with Samuel. He's uh, I think you nailed it. He's basically Steven Sims, like turbocharged Steven Sims. Like Steven Sims, if he were good, that would be Curtis Samuel. So um, we've got, you know, he, he went out and got that. He went out and got a, a slot, a, a nice slot receiver also in uh, Adam Humphreys, who uh, has, you know, had, had some injuries, but he's got a, a good rapport with Fitzpatrick and he's been around the league and he has produced in the past and he doesn't have, they don't really, you know, with, with what they've added, he, he doesn't, they don't have to rely on him per se. Um, he's, you know, maybe a fourth receiver, maybe a, a third receiver, just depends on how Diami Brown, um, kind of, be, uh, kind of develops, um, you know, William Jackson's a stud corner, a great, You know we've talked about, you know, the philosophy change. I think they're going to, you're going to see is you're going to see a lot more press up line with between Jackson and St. Juiced with, uh, with Kendall Fuller in the slot. I was initially thinking safety, but slot corner makes a lot of sense because that's where he's really done his best work. Um, so I think you're going to see that. So I think, yeah, the philosophy this year was immediate help. Um, I'm not a huge Fitzpatrick guy, Um, I still, at this point, think he is what he is. He's going to make a lot of plays. He's going to make a lot of mistakes, and that's just what you're going to have to live with. But I think that with what's around him um, pushing down the field, the team will definitely be exciting on offense, um, and we'll really see what Scott Turner's offense is supposed to look like with uh, everything that they've added this year. Now, his play calling is very suspect to me still. He doesn't. He seems like he's just pulling stuff out of a hat uh, when he's calling plays. He doesn't seem like he's setting anything up. He just kind of just was like, hey, let's do a reverse on the 18-yard line. Why not? Um, so we'll see how that goes, but I think, uh, as far as free agency goes, I think they, you know, they definitely had a strategy and I think they executed the strategy as well as they could have. Absolutely. And Adam, if I said to you, tell me
0: why Ron Rivera is going to be the guy in DC for the next five years and we're going to win, what would you say to me? I'd say definitely. And, and the one
2: reason is the defense because, <clears throat> the offense is a work in progress. Like we said, th- they made a move for Stafford. So that shows the willingness and understanding where they are as a franchise. So I think by selecting Jamin Davis in the first round, to me, that just showed everything that I wanted to see from them as team that they wouldn't go offense just because they went defense consecutive, you know, years after consecutive years. So that showed me solidify that defense, which was the plan I thought they needed to do. And, you know, just kill keep building that offense. So, He'll get the opportunity because, again, this is going to be a competitive division, but I see no reason this team can't be 8, 9, 10 win teams year in and year out with him. If we can find that franchise quarterback, now you're talking about a team that can get to that, you know, 11, 12 win, you know, compete for a Super Bowl. But right now, you know, in the NFC, you know, to talk about Tampa Bay is the team to beat. Again, everyone got very high on the game. You know, we, we saw Taylor Heinke, you know, again, a, not a lot of film on him, but again, I'm very encouraged because I like what he did in the off season, gaining weight, but it's the defense. It all comes back to that. So, you know, Rivera and JDR, they're going to be connected to hip. I don't see Jadar going anywhere. His success is going to be based on how far Washington can go. I don't think he's going anywhere to be a, you know, the only way he goes and becomes a head coach is if this team goes to a Super Bowl and wins it. So I think that you have those two guys for the next three to four years, that's stability. Again, 100% on Turner. I'm on the fence. I, I like the idea of the hybrid Air Correal. But again, you think you see a pattern, then all of a sudden they just start pulling some crazy stuff out of the hat that, that makes no sense. So I'm hoping we'll see more consistency with that. But, you know, JDR and Rivera, I think they got a good three years. And, you know, unless something drastically happens. They're building depth on this defense to, you know, sustain some injuries to, you know, maybe a few key positions.
0: Adam, tell me what would prevent this Ron Rivera situation from working?
2: montez sweat and chase young go down <laughs> i think you know i love the you know the interior line ionitis Allen, Payne. but this team is going to go as far as those two take us there's going to be i think you know an all said and done uh, if we can keep them together which i think that's got to be your plan it's, pr- it's one of the most hardest thing to do is to keep two stud edges together you're more likely to keep an interior and chase young together but i think if they have a plan to do that these could be the best you know duo in history so I think as long as those, you know, those guys keep going, this team goes, but if they both go down, we're in trouble. They can sustain one of them, but not both. So as long as they can keep, the, you know, keep them going. And, and then I think what you're going to see a difference from last year is I think they'll get a, a lot more breathers. Like I said, you have guys like Shaka Tony that might be involved in, uh, you know, situational edge rushing, you know, James Smith wins is a guy I, I interviewed, you know, after the draft last year, great guy. Um, Had labels as injury concerns, but really it was just nagging things. He got his body ready. I think that's a guy to watch as, you know, as a sub package guy on the edge as well. So they're building that depth, but again, they just need to continue that depth to, you know, sustain uh, any kind of major injury. But right now you can have quarterbacks go down, even Terry McLaurin. I I don't think that's a season ender. I think it's a huge deal, but to me, it's chase young and Montez sweat. That that, the team is going to go with those guys.
0: And uh, give me your reasons why this might not
1: work out. Dan Snyder, uh, if Dan Snyder, you know, gets too big for his britches uh, him and screws something up, that's, you know, I, I that's what I see. Um, I think Rivera and Del Rio together can weather pretty much any storm, uh, you know, losing, losing players, you know, you know, there's not going to be, you know, they're not, it's going to be very hard to see them lose the locker room, anything like that. I, I just really think the only thing that could potentially mess this up is the owner. Um, And thus far, he has, you know, kind of stepped back and he's just hanging out on his yacht in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean and he can stay there. As long as that happens, uh, I don't see I think Rivera's here as long as he wants to be.
0: Yeah, and I think for me, the one thing that can mess this up is if they don't solve the quarterback position, right? That's the defense. You're right, Adam. You're spot on that defense is going to carry us a long way, but only so far. Right, because now the expectation has been reset we're no longer just expecting to be competitive in the division. We got a taste of winning the division, right? We got a taste of the playoffs. The Washington football team hasn't made the playoffs in consecutive years since the early nineties, right? It's time to change that. We want to go far in the playoffs. So they need to solve that quarterback position because I don't know how far Ryan Fitzpatrick can take you in the playoffs. If he gets you there, Uh, I'm hopeful. I mean, I'm positive. It's a new year, new season. Let's see what can happen. Um, Give me your prediction, Adam, for how far we're going to go on this Rod Rivera ride.
2: For, for this season, you're speaking of.
0: The whole tenure of his, of his contract with Washington, how far wow. is it going to take us? Wow.
2: Um, I, I, you know, I guess maybe I am optimistic. It's been a while since I've really felt this about a team, but I'm with you 100%. It's going to take that quarterback, but... You know, we 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 did see with Mark Rippon, Doug Williams, and to a point Jay Schrader that season to get him there that you know if you have the right recipe with the defense, offensive line, and everything clicking, sometimes a guy that's really just gonna come in and you know use his weapons can get it done. So um, I think with the extended season, that's actually gonna play in Washington's favor. So I think we're gonna be seeing consistent, you know, nine, ten win seasons, even though you know a lot of the media is not as high, but in the end, I think that if they can solve that quarterback, I think there's some great options uh, that are coming in 2022 draft. I think it's very similar; it'll shape out like this year, where we see a bunch of quarterbacks go in the top 10. And I have six deep uh, for Washington that I like, so I think they'll get that guy next year. And I think 2023 uh, that that's going to be the run where I-, I think that they'll be, you know, they'll have everything solidified as far as quarterback. Uh, you know, guys extended who should be there. Terry McLaurin will be, you know, the highest paid guy set for five years. So. I think that uh, that'll probably be the year when they make a true run. And I think that they'll make a Super Bowl appearance. Will they win it the in 2023? I think they, they'll have a legit chance if they get uh, one of these uh, quarterbacks next year. But yeah, without that, I, I just think they, they're they a 10-11 win team at most.
0: Love to hear that Super Bowl appearance. It's been a long <laughs> time. Eric, give me, give me your prediction on that.
1: Yeah, um, I don't see any reason why they can't go deep in the playoffs and be You know if they can keep things together and keep and stay healthy that's the main thing with with what they have um yeah i don't see any reason why they shouldn't push for the playoffs every year and they should make deep play uh, a deep playoff run or two as long as they can keep this this core together they're going to get really expensive like young and sweat i mean i would love to see those guys stay together forever but i just don't see it happen it's it's just not feasible they're going to have to choose at some point um which one they keep but you know, if they can do that in the window when they're both on their rookie deals or when one's on a rookie deal and one, you know, is, has been extended, you know, they can, I, I can, I don't see any reason why they can't push for the playoffs if everything breaks right for them and go deep into the playoffs, maybe even a Super Bowl, you know, that's crystal ball stuff. And I can't, you know, you can't speculate because so much has to go right for you to get there, but the talent level and uh, the quality of the head coach and assistant coaches. Is enough to push them deep into the playoffs every year and at least get them to a point where they can be considered contenders and if you're a contender that's as good as you can get in the NFL because not everybody has Tom Brady. And, you know, a contender is somebody like Green Bay, somebody like San Francisco generally, uh, now under uh, under Shanahan, you know, somebody who, you know, what the Colts were with Peyton, that sort of thing, where somebody who's just expected to be there. May, may win it, may not, but they're expected to be there. And if Washington can get to that level, that's a level of respect this team hasn't had in 30 years, and it's about damn time we get it. So I would love to see it, and I don't see any reason with, you know, injuries and coaching staff everything stays intact that can't be you know you know 2021 through 2024 2025 this team could be that type of team and i'll tell you why i agree with both you guys because
0: what we did last year we did it primarily with young guys right especially on the defensive side of the ball the rest of the NFC seems to be getting older every single year, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, we do too, but they're, they're older, older, right? Like Dallas has got some cap problems. They got to figure out Phillies and you know what with cap. Uh, I think that this is the perfect time for us to be in the position that we're in. It's prime real estate in the NFC for us right now. And we have young players right. contributing. We do have to bring in veterans to um, offset some of the youth that we have. But over the next two to three years, which I believe is our window, I think you start going outside of that, then the contracts start to eat you up a little bit. But um, I really think that we have such a great opportunity. And that's why that quarterback position is so important. Adam, we're going to end it like this. If you had a message for Rod Rivera and you walk into his office, what do you say to him right now?
2: Find that quarterback, (laughs) you know, and and again, I I would just be preaching to the choir because I, I really cannot say as a fan ever of this team that I really feel that this team could be, you know, not this year. And like I said, not next year, 2023. I think that they are a legit quarterback away. And, you know, I've been on a couple shows and, you know, everyone's talking about, you know, how Carolina, there's other, guys But man, there, there's other guys that people aren't talking about, especially on the smaller school level that, you know, will have that Trey Lance rise. So I think, you know, whatever this season holds, wherever they fall, just trade the farm next year. I, I was, I understood that why they didn't do it this year. But next year, if they have to trade multiple first round, you know, even players, because, you know, like we're talking about, it's going to be extremely difficult to keep guys together. But what I love that I didn't mention about the sweat and Chase Young thing is the fifth year option. So we'll have those guys for the next four years. Plus, and then you can have franchise op- uh, tag option after that. So I think we'll at least have those guys for that, you know, that four year window. So. You gotta get the quarterback. You know, I think this year I called it everyone's freaking out about Fitzpatrick. I th- I said this is the perfect bridge situation. They they missed on Stafford. Get that guy next year, you know, do everything you can. And I, th- I think it's Super Bowl robust if, if they can get like that legit play caller that I think will be in the draft next year.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh Eric, what's your message to Ron? Give me box seats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um I mean, totally. Yeah. That, but you're the fan uh, advocate now, but what is it? I forgot already. The fan network guy. That's you, So that's your job, man. It's I'm ambassador. fan ambassador. I'm sorry. I, it's like, uh, do you guys want the to watch ambassador. the Goldbergs? You ever watch the Goldbergs? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was thinking it's like the, uh, the Quaker warden. That's my, that's my <laughs> joke. It's like, you just don't really do anything, but you've got a fancy title. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. What would I tell Ron Rivera? I would say Ron Rivera, stay the course. Um, keep it, you know, stay the course because, you know, he's, he seems like, and he's said repeatedly that he learned a lot of lessons and he's trying to, trying to act on those lessons that he learned. And my favorite one is that he, he realizes that Carolina, once the window closed, he held on to players longer than he should have. And that's what I love about what he's not doing right now, which is right. you know kind of leads me to Morgan Moses, um, Trent Williams. He, you know, I mean, I would totally have tried to keep Trent Williams at all costs because he's that good, but like guys like Morgan Moses, um, you you know you gotta cut bait on them yes you like them yes they're they're good for the team they've been here a long time but they're pushing 30 and you gotta it's a it's a young man's league so keep doing that so yeah my my request would be stay the course to ron keep doing what you're doing because you're doing it right
0: and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell ron first of all thank you for getting us through last year because it could have been a lot worse um, Oh, yeah you know we appreciate the job you're doing be honest with yourself, though, and, and with this team and your evaluation of the offensive coordinator after this season, right? Win, lose, or draw, right? I know there's a, the, the ties to North Turner. He's been hanging around OTAs and stuff like that. But if you're not happy with what you're getting from Scott Turner, be honest with yourself. Don't keep him around just because he's like family. Um, otherwise, man, just to the moon, man. Keep taking us where you're taking us. And we're ready to rock and roll. You can hear from all the guys here tonight, Adam and Eric, we're ready for a Super Bowl, man. It's been a long time. And, and we're ready to compete. We think you're the guy for that, but hey, time will tell. But we're we're behind you right now, so keep pushing. Fellas, um thank you so much, Adam, for stopping in, man. Great content as always. Um if you're listening, be sure to check him out uh everywhere. I mean, and I mean everywhere. I was reading some <laughs> of his writing earlier today. It's it's just phenomenal stuff. That's and true. uh Adam, you're always welcome back on the De- Declassified podcast, man. Happy to have you anytime
2: man it's a pleasure uh again i think i hope that you know my my followers and my readers you know i can expose what i do on my site you'll see i have a whole podcast section i dedicate you know even if i'm one you know i have a whole podcast wall and i just try to you know uh, push the fan base to really because i think you listen to one podcast and you're doing yourself a disservice you know there's the jps out there that kind but i think you know i've been on some great ones and you know i'm a part of some great ones and co-hosts so Thank you guys very much. Um, you know, as soon as we, you know, have this up, it'll be on the site, the, the burgundy and, Gold and, you know, really excited. to have Gary Clark on Football Garbage Time next week. So, yeah, check us out. Follow me on Twitter uh, at the B&G Report. Hail, D.C.
0: Absolutely. And shout out to Gary Clark, one of the all-time greats. So we're excited to hear that. Eric,
1: you'll be back next week. As long as my WFT declassified badge is still getting me in the building, I will be here. <laughs> I'll talk to security. Have so Gary night. Clark, Eric Rogers says hello. Oh yes, yeah. He'll be like, who the hell is that? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs>